0: You're listening to a podcast on The
1: Geeky Dad Podcast Network Do you ever wonder what would happen if Well, if
0: If you give a dad a podcast
1: Hello all my beautiful people Mom, I'm not going to college like we planned. I'm going to take a couple years off. I just gave all my college money to this uh, professional wrestling promoter. And, uh, yeah, I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be a big superstar right one day. I'm, I'm a human and i chiropractor. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what you call a nerd.
0: Fan. In the Manos Chronicles, the new web series that I'm working on.
1: We inadvertently made that kid cry. We didn't mean to. I mean <laughs> <laughs> People get really mad at those videos for some reason. I like get triggered. Really? Certain people, yeah. First tryout, made the team, made starting position. I was right guard for a little while. Hey, Jared, that swerve I was going to tell you about. Here it is. It's going to be from a nerdy dad's point of view. You're starstruck. It's not a big deal, man. I am some starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. That's why they call it if you give a dad a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Available everywhere podcasts are found.
0: When the kids are asleep, that's when dad has time to play. Welcome to the Geeky Dad After Dark. All right, I'm here today with Corey. DLG. Now, Corey, um, you have a book that you you put out on Gumroad, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Now, um, why did you decide to do
1: Gumroad? So it's um, it's kind of a bit of an experiment. This project was kickstarted uh-huh. and I've already delivered all the digital rewards. Uh, but while I'm waiting for the print rewards to come in, which will take a little while, I wanted to try something and keep growing the reader base, kind of taking advantage of this opportunity. And so I didn't want to sell it again, because I didn't know if that would be fair to the people who haven't gotten their Kickstarter rewards. But I did want to at least give it out to people who wanted to read it in a format that... I had already given to the Kickstarters who backed that particular format. So the digital formats had already gone out, and so I thought this would be kind of a, a way to respect the Kickstarter process while also kind of growing. Listen, the trick is when they don't know who you are, you just want them to read the book, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the easiest way to do that is to say, listen, pay whatever you want. Here's four issues of Another Day at the Office. Uh, the the elevator pitch is that it's a comedy about a cop and a city full of superheroes. And if any of that sounds interesting, if the cover looks good, download it and try it out. And if you like it, then next time I let you know I'm doing something, maybe you'll come back and give me another chance. And that's really all we're looking for as writers, right? Is yeah, next opportunity.
0: Yeah. Now the covers the covers are really striking. I like the cover. Uh, but uh, the, but the the cover art is different from the art inside the book, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the cover artist is a great guy named Taylor. Uh, Taylor A on uh, Twitter, and uh, he just he doesn't have um, when we when I talk with him, I really love his art style. But he's more of a fantasy artist, and he didn't really want to do um, any kind of steady work in, on right. on this project. He said, "No, that's not really my," thing. and which is great, which is fine. Uh, but I I loved his style, and so I had him do the covers.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, he you would think that he he was a you know natural at it because it was pretty good, you know.
1: Oh, I, yeah. I think they're gorgeous covers. I love them. Yeah,
0: and I, I see like so many issues have um, different artists.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a journey. Um, so the first issue was done a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it was done as a one issue kind of trying to break into comics and I thought I would shop it around. I thought somebody would sign me and I'd be famous right away and, and done with it. Um, and how many years ago was that? Probably about four or five years ago. Okay. And it just never COVID got in the way and, and lots of other stuff. And it just kind of, it was a good starting out point. We did, we did a okay local print runs, but we never, it never got kind of real traction nationally or anything. So I said, okay. And then I had an idea for the three-issue miniseries. And I said, okay, well, let's come back and let's do something else. And so the first issue, Dan Garcia is great. Um, we just – there was a lot of scheduling issues. And so when it came time to do issues two and three, it, I got with Miguel, and he's just been a lot – it's just been a lot of – every process is different when you depending on who you work with. And this process has fit a lot better for, for me and for him. Right.
0: Right. So is this your first um, like uh, comic book story that you ever worked on or have you done some stuff
1: before? Uh, there's another project that's out called DMA. And basically I was going back and forth. I did the first issue of this and then I had the idea for DMA and I got really excited about it. So I did the first issue for that. And then right around the time when I was done printing it and, and, and getting it into stores and doing all that, I turned around and came back to this. Uh, so we did a Kickstarter in November for DMA issue three. And uh, that's under production right now. The artist Ulysses is just destroying it. It looks amazing. What does DMA and stand for? It stands for Department of Metahuman human Affairs. It's, a, okay. it's very different in concepts. Another Day at the Office is a comedy about a cop who just... I enjoy sort of the darker humor of the world where, like, the world kind of is picking on you a little bit, and it's sort of funny. Mm -hmm.
0: And so
1: that is very much the story of Detective Marcus Shiley in Another Day at the Office. The world pretty much enjoys kind of kicking him a little bit. And then the DMA is about kind of, like, big superhero-y stuff. What happens when the government has to respond because... Your world's Avengers or Justice League—they get killed stopping a bank robbery.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so it's, it's they're set in a, the same world, but it is very different corners of it and very different
0: stories. Okay. So you you you're creating your little, little little corner of your universe right now, right?
1: Yeah, it was kind of unintentional, but yeah. It, it, as I was like, "Man, I really I, you know I'm going to kill some people off in the first five or six pages." And I was like, it'd be kind of funny if they were some of the same guys that are in the other book. And I was like, Yeah, that would be because there's not a lot of funny stuff in DMA, but there's a lot of funny stuff in another day. And so I thought, oh, it'd be kind of funny to to kind of cross them over because they're so different. Right. Uh, it's it would be like if the boys and like your Saturday morning Avengers cartoon crossed over. Like they're not <laughs> not the same at all.
0: Wow, that's so a I, combination there, yeah.
1: <laughs> I said, let's let's do something like that. Let's let's so there's a little bit of a leakage over and so from that, now people are kind of like, oh, yeah, you've got your own little universe. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. I suppose. Yeah.
0: So have you uh, tried to shop it around to any publishers?
1: Uh No, I, I'm... I haven't really wanted to say this publicly, but I don't know if how we do things right now is the best way to keep doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a guy like Tyler Forrest Martin, uh, who does... um. Antagonist, which is a great Black family superhero story. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, I think they just got could, option for uh, Netflix. I think
1: it did, and it's it's not it's not it's not it's not published with any of the publishing companies. So I don't yeah. even think it's Diamond. Uh, it's Godhood Comics. It's his own bit, and he does it himself. Uh, if you look at a guy like Mike Tenner who does Bad Bug, you know mm-hmm. they're just. Or if you look at uh, Pat Sheed who does. Uh, Smoke Weeds in the Future on Kickstarter. I think it just funded probably last month or whatever. Um, There's other ways to do it where you never even have to get into this weird singing for your supper kind of situation Mm -hmm. that a lot of these other guys are in. And I don't know if it's a better way. I think it's a more interactive and direct way, though. Like, I think if I go, like, let's say, I don't know, uh, scout comics red five one of them was like hey we want to do another day at the office i mean i would consider it but like what's that process look like how long is it what's the journey going to be like right. you know how yeah. much am i gonna i'm still gonna be the one who has to sell it personally how much am i gonna get yeah you, know, I you, don't gotta, sh-
0: you gotta share things, something, like, something with them or something right yeah
1: exactly you know i don't want to be selfish but if i make a book and I'm calling all the stores and talking to them. If I'm going to stores and doing signings, if I'm giving up my time and my energy, how much of that am I getting back out of it? Mm-hmm. And it's important to build goodwill and it is important to have stores to want to support you. But, you know, the stores, they don't necessarily go out of their way to support people who they don't know. You yeah. Know? So, exactly. Yeah. It is, I don't know what the best model is right now. We're in kind of an interesting state of flux in the industry where a lot of different things can work and so i think i'm just kind of of the mindset right now that i don't know that i want to do something unless it just makes sense it has to make sense for me first before i can even say okay yeah it'd be really cool to be published by one of these bigger guys because it might be but if they don't if they don't work for me if i have to do all the work then maybe it's not worth it exactly
0: yeah yeah i mean i i i i've got some stuff published before and you know they don't do any of the marketing uh i gotta do all that stuff myself and push the book out myself because they don't have a budget to to do that and they want you to do it you do all the work and i'm only getting a percentage of the book
1: yeah a tiny percentage uh, yeah all of a sudden it's 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 a weird sell like there was a time when Marvel was advertising everything, and DC was advertising everything. They were telling people, "Hey, man, we got this coming out and that coming out." And now they kind of tell you when the big events happen, mm-hmm. and they tell you when, like they're changing creative teams. Yeah, and then that's kind of it. And you're right; like the small publishers publishing the book, they sort of feel like they've done their job. And uh, I don't know. I, I, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I almost feel like we should just go the influencer route, right? Like, just, all right, let me get let me 30,000, 40,000 people who just follow me. Right. Let me just let me just and do it all myself. What do and I, that's basically
0: that what you're kind of doing, like, leaving this out there on Gumroad.
1: That is the goal. Like, I want to build this up. I want to get, I'm calling it the quest for 1,000 readers. If I have 1,000 readers who at least will read my emails and every time I pitch a project to them, will at least consider it. If you look at most kickstarters, it's about 200-250 people so that that bring home a successful right. kickstarter. If you get 250 right. people funding your your kickstarter, you normally have you've had a pretty successful kickstarter. Yeah. So if I can, if I've got an audience of a 1000 people who are at least interested in what I do. And maybe that maybe not every one of them, maybe not every project hits every one of them, but I mean shoot, even if you get 40%, if 400 people pick up my next Kickstarter because they liked the first one that I just gave them and they enjoy my pitch for the next one. Now I'm in, now I'm in, you know, I'm in comfortable water where I don't need a scout or a red five. Like I've passed that level at that point. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah. And, and some, some indie publishers, they, they can barely make like a thousand
1: readers, you know, what, and you see, you know, they who was it that just went under because they they just filed for bank because they owe a bunch of artists and all that. Like, you just don't want to get in those situations.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems like every couple of months another publisher is
1: going down, anyhow. You know. So, yeah, if you can do a Kickstarter, like, ultimately, my goal is if I could every month be doing a project and there's 300 to 500 people every month who are going, Yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad I, I backed that. I I don't know that I would ever even. I, it would be great. Oh, you know? like I'd yeah. be happy with that.
0: So let's go back to uh, like, how did how did your love for comics start?
1: Uh, for me, I it, it, it's a cheesy cheat answer because I'm uh, I have an older cousin, and when we were little, he was sick. He had a uh, leukemia, and he was doing chemotherapy. And when you're doing chemotherapy, uh, it reading can be hard. And so he was at the age where you're supposed to be reading and, and doing all of that, but he wound up developing dyslexia from every from all of it and just having trouble with all that. And so comic books were easier to read. So comic books became just commonplace everywhere. My grandma's house, my aunt's house, my house, there were just comic books always around. And uh, I'm old, uh, so it's 1983 is when I was born. So by 89, 90, the comic books that are coming out are just these awesome the you know the Chris Claremont X Men run
0: right the, yeah
1: the Dark Knight Returns like it's just this cool mm. moment in comic books is right exactly when I start when I start reading when I start getting mm-hmm. into comic books so I grew up in like the 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 moments that we talk about now or like there was just a documentary about Image comic books like two years ago and I was like yeah. I remember all of this like I was at a store to, for a signing like I remember this. Uh, all that stuff happened, you know, in my moment. So for me, it's just I for as long as I even remember looking at any kind of pop culture. I think that's books.
0: the problem now with comics, like mainstream comics, right now. Because right now, I don't think anything is as good as what they used to be. You
1: know, uh, I think that's nostalgia talking. Because I don't, cause I, don't know. When I read them. Like, okay, I love Chris Claremont's X Men. But when I go back and read the to me, it, I'm to me, to...
0: they're trying to like cater to all the movies and trying to turn the comics into the movies, you know. Uh, sometimes
1: I yeah. think I think sometimes they are like visually and stuff. Um, yeah. X Men, you know, they really kind of did, but then they also did something really weird. So when the X Men movies came out, they visually they made the, the characters look like the movies, right? But the writer they picked was Grant Morrison. Think about that. Grant Morrison's like the craziest.
0: I mean, I I dig that run, but towards the end, it just got way too crazy. (laughs) Oh, we got
1: like Grant Grant Morrison's like a cool substitute teacher, right? Like it works, but not for too long. Yeah,
0: yeah. The first couple of issues were really stellar, but then towards the end, it just went way out there.
1: Also, it's got to be really weird to like edit Grant Morrison, right? Right. If you're the editor in charge, it's got to be really hard to be like, Hey Grant, like it was crazy cool in the beginning, but now it's crazy weird. I don't know that we want to do this. And he's like, "No, it's okay. It's it's, it's all right. Don't worry about it." Like, yeah. <laughs> you almost have to trust him that he knows better than you because it is so out there sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, I think sometimes they do. Like they they change the way Black Adam looks in the comic books right now. That he looks a little bit more like The Rock. Yeah. But I don't think it's a mistake. The Rock. The Rock has only been in movies that make a hundred million dollars. That you right. know. I think the bigger mistake mainstream comics has made here lately, I don't think it has anything to do with the stories. I think some of the stories are great and some of the stories are bad. That's always the case. I think the bigger problem is that before COVID, they were content to let Diamond just strangle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm Marvel Comics, if I'm Warner Brothers and I own DC Comics, I, I think every week I would have been asking Diamond like, Hey, What are you doing to push my sales? Like, what are you doing to get me in more places? What are you doing to put me? And not to expect small stores in Topeka, Kansas, to buy more copies, but to put more Marvel comics, more DC comics, in places that they hadn't been. Like, movie theaters have little rooms set aside for birthdays. Right? How come there's? Why isn't there a spinner rack of comics just like sitting in there? Right. Right. There's just something.
0: Well, you know I, I, what I've seen now is anytime there's a big comic book movie that comes out, uh, well, they do it where I am. The local comic shop sets up a little booth right that's, in the movie theater. Yeah,
1: that's and I bet they put a bunch of books that are right based on that movie. And they do. The, they do. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. They should do that yeah. because there's somebody walking out of that movie theater going, "Hey, man, Ant Man's kind of cool. Like, uh, what else is Ant Man in?" Mm-hmm. And and someone there should be somebody there who meets that expectation. The stupid part is, is that for the most most people don't do that. I've I've been going to comic book movies my whole life, and I've never once walked out and seen a pop up store. And there should be one. There should be one every time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what needs to happen. And what's happening is the stores are the ones doing it when it happens. It's not Diamond doing it. Yeah. Which yeah. is dumb. Diamond should be yeah. reaching out to every movie theater and going, hey, I'm going to give you one of those cardboard cutouts that sits next to the movie cardboard cutout. Right,
0: right, yeah.
1: You could sell Ant-Man trades all day long.
0: Right. And, you know, I always thought, like, you know how McDonald's has, like, movie tie-ins with Happy Meals? Yeah. Why don't they do that in the movie theater when you buy, like a, like a like, a combo? You get, like, a special, like, mini comic or
1: something, you know? Remember... So, this is a million years ago. Pizza Hut did that. Yeah. I remember I would get the little book and I would get the little star on the book for reading. A, every time I read a book, I'd get a little star in my little book. Mm-hmm. And when I had 10 stars, I could go to Pizza Hut and get a free personal pan pizza. Mm-hmm. And for like two years, they would give you an X Men comic with it. Right. And then, if you all five X Men comics, you could mail something in and they sent me a, a VHS of like. The story of the X-Men or something stupid. I don't even remember what it was now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we were all over it. How come at toys R us there wasn't or there isn't now, right next to the Marvel Legends? Why aren't the Marvel Legends coming with the comic book I you know I know.
0: Any you know, like, questions but and even well, if actually I've, I've, comics, I've seen now that the toys, some of the Marvel toys, they come with little little comics in it now.
1: Uh, the DC ones are doing that. McFarlane yeah. page punchers are. And right. I think that's smart. I think that's yeah. really smart. And if they don't want to give out a comic book, there should be a digital code. Type right. this into your own right. ad. That's, a, that's an even the, better
0: idea. It'll save you some printing money.
1: <laughs> I, I So I remember going to a comic book convention a million years ago in Dallas. And TBS had just made the librarian. The very, 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 very first one. Right. And they were handing out... Flash drives with the graphic novel on it.
0: Oh wow! Okay,
1: and I remember being blown away by that because yeah, this is like 2003, right? So flash drives aren't even everywhere, but the idea that they're handing out a a thirty dollar graphic novel just on a flash drive for free as a movie promotion mm-hmm. changed the way I thought about what they could do to to promote. Comic books,
0: right?
1: Yeah, right. I, I mean, like,
0: and right now, like American comics, um, are not selling as much as manga. Manga is outselling them by a hundred percent right now.
1: And I and I and I think the reason why my little brother's a diehard manga guy, and the stories are just as complicated, right? But I think the reason why is because it's easy to read them in order. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not as much history them. too. You right, don't have to it's not the history part because there's a chapter one somewhere mm-hmm. and they just start DC and Marvel have done themselves the disfavor of starting over their continuity. So yes. many times. Cont- if, if, yeah. if someone asked you today, I want to read an Avenger story, you can give them individual stories, but if somebody came to you today and said, I'm going to read the Avengers manga, you couldn't do it because there's no chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Yeah. The closest you could do with that is like invincible or walking dead. And by the way, those guys outperform the mainstream comics, yeah. Because a long form, in order story that you could read from start to finish, and they're always available,
0: always. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: because people like stories. I don't think the mangas outsell them. There's nothing about the mangas that's inherently that American comic books don't do. Look at Chainsaw Man. Look at My Hero Academia. Look at all. There's not. There's yeah. nothing those that American comic books don't do. Spawn and, and Chainsaw Man are very similar stories. Mm-hmm. The problem is, there's not a I can't just read Spawn from one to finish. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the bigger issue. I think th- I think American comics have outsmarted themselves in the way that they chronological in in market their trades and their order of story. Yeah.
0: And, and and I I don't know if they will be able to fix that problem. I don't think so.
1: No, it, it, because think about the thing that really drove individual comic book sales for a long time was the summer crossovers. Yeah. So if you're reading an Avengers story and all of a sudden in the middle of it, onslaught shows up, mm-hmm. how do you what do you, how do you do that? Yeah. How much X-Men story do you put in it? It's a mess. They've they've and, that's. And, and, that's and they tend the to
0: do stuff. too many crossovers, so it gets a little daunting. They want every year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to collect like um you know like a hundred comics just to understand one story.
1: Yeah, I'm reading the Avengers story. I don't want to have to read Age of Apocalypse and the uh, the arrival of Bishop and everything else just so I can get the the onslaught story. So that then right. I can go read was reborn. So then I can read Heroes Return and get back to my Avenger story. Like, that's crazy.
0: Exactly. I remember uh, I started reading comics when, like, um, the Infinity Gauntlet story came out. Love and, that story. But they had so many tie-ins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, almost it's, every it's comic was right? a time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's really impossible to even go, like, where do you start? And then once you start, like, what happens next it's impossible
0: but you know you don't even need those to even understand the story
1: (laughs) No. and when you're buying the monthly stuff it's smart like when you're keeping up in real time it's smart because it means like oh i'm gonna check on daredevil and moon Knight, even though i don't buy those because this is my cross like i'm reading the spider-man crossover and it, it touches those guys so let me check on those guys that's neat yeah. But when I'm trying to read the story of Spider Man, I don't want to. I don't care what happened to Moon Knight for two issues. <laughs> like, that doesn't. I right. don't care. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is. It's hard now. The way they've done their storytelling, they've really kind of woven it all together. You get the little editor's boxes. This mm-hmm. happened in Amazing Spider Man 502. And you're like, right. well, well, great. Now I got to. Yeah, it is. It's hard, but I, I don't. I don't think it is anything bad. I think they are the books. I think that a lot of the indie books should take advantage of it. Like, I think it, I think it's a great thing because like it stories like Invincible and the Walking Dead, they just tell this great chronological story from start to finish and people buy it and eat it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, else it doesn't, you know, it helps that they both have like TV shows too.
1: Yeah. That, that, that informs more people that they exist Mm -hmm. so yeah right but it also has been great that anytime you tell someone about invincible or walking dead they kind of want to read it already when you tell them yeah it's about this young kid who finds out he's basically superman's son right right oh have have you read saga uh i did and i loved it and then he took that break and i thought the break was the worst thing that it
0: He could kill, have possibly
1: done. Kill the momentum
0: uh, a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I do think so because it's back now and you just don't feel it. Like, when, right. it, when it was out, like you felt it every month when Saga came out. And you yeah. don't, it, it happened now that way. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, um, ev- everybody can check out your book at uh, Gumroad. We're going to leave a, a link at the end oh, of I the episode.
1: And, and it's set to pay as you want. It's not a money grab. We did work hard on it. So, you know, it, it, Yeah, you can pay
0: whatever you want, you know. whatever you
1: want. But I, it's really more importantly that that people check it out, and
0: and not, uh, if you like it, share share it with people. Yeah,
1: please do. And the reason I use Gumroad is it's collecting the email addresses. I want to be able to reach out to you the next time I have a project, and I want to say, hey, you like this last one. Mm-hmm. Check this one out. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think you got you got a lot of downloads so far, from what I saw.
1: Yeah, we're doing we're doing okay. We're at seventy four now. It's not a thousand, but we're right. we're doing good, and I'm I'm happy with that. I think we're doing. I'm 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 glad that every day we're getting more and more. We'll get to a thousand eventually. Um, that's my goal. I don't know why I have a thousand in my head. I just picked a number that felt impossible. Well, you, you
0: go for one goal, <laughs> and then you, you once you reach that goal, you go for like maybe ten thousand after that. That's
1: right. That's right. We'll start the quest over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So after this, uh, like, uh, after these uh, issues, uh, do you have more stories planned in this universe?
1: I do. I have another story I want to do um, with these characters. Another three issues, for sure, at least. Like, um, I have a funny a, a funny story with them I want to tell. Um, and I think it'll, I think it'll, It feels like it could go on forever because it's very kind of the formula for it feels very much like a sitcom. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, as long as I keep coming up with fun ideas and people are enjoying it, I can come back to it once or twice a year, I think forever.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. The only hard part is get the, you know, you got to wait for the artist to finish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I write a script and I'm like, this is great. And then I send it off. And then I get like one or two pages at a time, and I'm like, "Oh, this is amazing!" But I'm like, "Where's the next?" Oh, that's it. I just have the two pages. Uh, I know. It is. I know.
0: That's that's the hard part because one time I had a project, and the, the the artist is like giving me like one page every two months. I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> <think> forever.
1: <laughs> We're never gonna be done with it. Man. And At that point, what do you? Because like it's hard to get emotionally invested, right? Like these are like like girlfriends, right? Like we get into it, we care, yeah. and then you're waiting forever to get the book in you're like oh my goodness.
0: it's like the longest giving birth ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny that's true it is true. that's what it feels like.
0: yeah well, you know I know how you feel, brother all right I know <laughs> I appreciate
1: it. <laughs>
0: yeah. so let let's 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 try to get everybody uh, to sample this out and uh, hopefully uh, you'll reach your your goal and beyond.
1: There you go. That's what we'd like to hear.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I hope everyone checks out. I do hope they enjoy it. I hope everyone gives a chance to, to get into it and and read it and and you know reach out to me. Tell me what you think. Uh, I'm pretty reachable. Uh, I think at the very least on Gumroad you can leave me a message if you don't have any of my social medias. But I'm Corey Dlg everywhere. Uh, so yeah, you know, just reach out to me. And uh, I do want to thank you for the time today, and also. Thank everybody for checking it out and reading it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you. And uh, you know, good luck. Right?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. And you have a good one, man.
0: Thank you so much. All
1: right.
0: All right. That's it. Not bad. Uh this Thank wasn't you. live, so uh it's it's uh I, I always pre record everything. So I'm, um I'll I'll tell you when I release it. It might not be okay. this week, it might be like maybe a couple of weeks from now. Okay. Oh, okay.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Because it was kind of like spurred a moment when I contacted you. I already had like oh, it's
1: great. I episodes
0: it. already planned out, ready to, to go. So,
1: well, you, you bumped those sons of bitches.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I think some of those are time sensitive. I have a Kickstarter guy <laughs> that's going to come out next week. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. You got to get those in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anything helps, right? Yeah, always. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never turn down a chance to talk to people.
0: Yeah, and I, I and I downloaded the the book, and I'm I've been reading it. So so far, so good. Only got oh, nice couple up first couple, of, uh, first couple of issues, but I'm gonna get there.
1: Good man. I hope you like it, and feel free to let me know, and feel free to tell people what you think.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only the only downside is like like the uh, the art. Yeah, it is is so different. Towards the it, end,
1: it, and that was so. I really like Miguel's style, and if I had a time machine, and I probably would have used him for all four. If I'd have known he was existed and wanted to do it. it, basically what happened is after the first, after that second issue, so it's a different artist on the first one, it's a different artist on the second one, and I just wanted to make, I just wanted to move faster than he did, and so I was like, let me find another artist, and so I was looking for more art, and more art. And I found Miguel, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm in." And so it looks great. Um, I do kind of like I I would like it to all be in the same style, uh, but that's probably the only wish. But that's what happens when you when you when you're learning, right? Like, right? Yeah, it is what it is.
0: I had a book. Hey. I had a book that that I had the same problem with because I loved the first artist I had, but he was so slow. So I had another artist work on the other issues in the meantime, you know, because I wanted to get it out faster.
1: Yeah, you just, it's, its everyone's got their own process, right? And so, like, you know, like, I like Dan Garcia's work a lot. Um, But if I had known timeline, what it was going to be like in the beginning, I probably wouldn't have said yes. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it, timing is is a big part of all of it, right? Yeah, because you once I once I write the story and I once I give it to the artist, I, I'm done. We're kind of like all I can do is talk I, to them. About
0: I, it. I, I don't know if you have this uh, uh, experience, but I find like a lot of artists are very flaky.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I've had my share of yes, 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 and then I I I try to really go through a portfolio uh-huh. and look for certain things um, before I say yes to an artist because of that. So mm-hmm. I always try and look for like two or three or four sequential pages in the same story. Yeah. And generally speaking, I, I generally like to have them if, if they, if I can talk to somebody they've worked with, that's right. always enough. Right. Because yeah, I I've had that experience where like somebody's just, yeah. More interesting in DMA. The artist is Ulysses. He's he's been on all three issues. Mm-hmm. When I first met him, he there was an agency that he was working through. Okay. And the agency, I guess, wasn't giving him all of his money or whatever. I don't no. know. Okay.
0: I don't. I was. Was, only he, uh, was he like
1: overseas? Yeah, he's Brazilian.
0: Yeah, that that's. I find that that happens a lot with um, foreign um, artists.
1: So when I got ready for issue two, I was like, Hey, are you ready to go? And he was like, Yeah, but I need you to pay me more money. And when he told me what he needed per page, that was less than I was already paying.
0: Right. That's yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was I was like, I was like, okay, oh yeah. And I didn't want to whatever that I said, but if I do this, I'm just gonna work with you now. I'm not gonna go through the agency. And he goes, That's fine. Well, then like two or three pages in, the agency got mad at him because I guess he turned down other work from them and said he's already working mm-hmm. the agency got mad at him. And then the agency reached out to me to try to make me like go through them again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, I said, listen, he's happy. I'm happy. I don't like y'all situation is your own situation, <laughs> but it got messy. It got a little messy there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's uh that's the the water you got to tread in.
1: <laughs> it is. There's a lot of sharks out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's always better when you go directly to the artist. I don't trust these little agencies out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was really uncomfortable with it. Like I, it was a girl, a, a woman. And I remember telling her kind of towards the beginning, I was like, listen, I'll pay you after I approve and have the pages. Mm hmm. I'm not paying anybody up front because you're not the artist and you're taking the money. Like this is already uncomfortable. So I need to have everything. They're like, Oh, well we won't give you the pages until you pay us. I said, no, no. no." And so that was how we did the whole first issue is is they would give me everything like four different file formats and and all of that. And then I would pay them for it because I was like, I'm not going to get stuck. Hey, I paid person A and person B has the files and blah, right. blah, you know. Like, what you know, I used not. to
0: do, I used to do like uh five, five pages at a time. You give me five pages, I okay it, then I pay you, and then we can go again another five pages.
1: Yeah, that's generally how it's been with Ulysses, just personally, he and I. Um, every once in a while, he gets a little eager where he'll just show me some pages. Yeah. And he'll be like, okay, just pay me for these. And I was like, hey, man, like, whoa, whoa. I got to check the script. I got to make sure everything flows. I got to make sure it's right. Right. Great. Give me like two or three days and I'll get back to you. But like, sometimes he's like, where's the, where's the, and I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) we got to check it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. uh, It was great talking to you. Thank you again. And, uh, you know, good luck, man.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the interview. It was great.